Business leaders, listen up. It's time to eliminate bad attitudes, politics, and distrust on your business teams. It's time to change the culture of your team. That means you as the leader must change. It's time for you to have impact. Learn how from corporate consultant Dave Anderson on Impact Talk Radio. Designed to impact high-impact leaders who want to lead high-impact teams. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson with Impact Talk Radio. Hey, whether it's a business crisis, a family crisis, or a personal crisis, no matter who I am or how blessed a life I've led up to this point, I'm going to face a crisis sooner or later. You know, how I respond in a crisis says a lot about who I am as a person and as a leader. I mean, do I run from the challenge or do I run towards it? Do I act selfishly or selflessly? Do I disappoint the other, others around me or do I lead them? In other words, do I come through the crisis weaker or do I come through it stronger? Because the storms are coming. And I believe there's one factor that allows organizations, families, and individuals to stay strong during a crisis. And the key is knowing what I believe in. What do I value above all else? You have to know what you believe before you get in the moment. That's a quote from my good friend and pastor, Ross Strader. Let me say that again. You have to know what you believe before you get in the moment. See, it's too late. The storm is already on you. And you can't start trying to figure that out when, you know, something like, let's just say you get notification of a lawsuit that's been brought against your business. Or your teenage son has ended up in the ER with alcohol poisoning, God forbid. Or your spouse packs her bag or his bag and says he he or she needs a break. This is not the moment to decide what you believe in. In the midst of all those competing thoughts, the swirl of information, the heart-pounding anxiety, it's the wrong time to try to decide what's most important. See, it's too late to decide what you believe in right at that time. John F. Kennedy said, the time to repair the roof is when the sun is shining. I'm Dave Anderson, and this is Impact Talk Radio, and you can find this show and all our shows on iTunes. And when you go to iTunes, please rate our shows after you listen to them. That's going to make uh, us easier for leaders to find us when they go to iTunes. See, on this show, I I interview leaders who know what they're doing. Some of them written books. Some are famous, and some are not so famous. But they all have something we can learn about leadership. You can also find me on Twitter at DaveAnderson88 or check out my blogs and my website, AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. So how do you navigate chaos? How should you react in the midst of uncertainty? That's why we have Jeff Boss, former Navy SEAL and author of Navigating Chaos, How to Find Certainty in Uncertain Situations, as our guest today. When a storm comes in your business or in your home, when uncertainty strikes, are you going to be prepared? Because, again, the right time to, is to know what you stand for is before the storm hits. What are the values we believe in our company? What, what are the values we believe as a family? What are the values I believe as an individual? When the days are calm and the sun is shining, it's the right time to decide what I believe in. Knowing I have built my company, my family, or my life on a foundation uh, of stone that instead of a foundation of sand is going to help me stand strong in a storm. 
if I haven't spent time thinking about what I believe, I'm not likely to react well in a, in a crisis. What I believe is the bedrock of what determines my strength in a crisis. What does this bedrock, this foundation of stone look like? These are your values. In business, it might be words like integrity and teamwork and service. In family, it might be faith, forgiveness, selflessness, humility. But how do you develop those? Well, that's called character development. See, we develop our character. It begins with our thoughts. What am I reading? What am I filling my head with? And the more I think about something, the more likely am I, I am to speak in that way. So do I speak about what my beliefs are, my values to my team and my family? Do I spend time talking to people about what, what those things mean? And the, each time I talk about it, the more likely I am to act in that way, as is my team. The more I talk about those values, the more likely they are to act in that way. And each time you make a choice, it makes it easier to make that same choice again. Each time I take action, it makes it easier to take that same action again. And that's how I form habits. And our habits are our character, the good habits and our bad habits. How we are is who we are. If we're not in the habit of behaving in line with what we claim to value during the, during the good times, it's not likely that we're going to be, behave that way during a crisis. See, crisis management is a vogue term in boardrooms, business magazines, MBA programs, but crisis management often focuses on just tactics in the midst of the crisis versus what do you do to build a strong foundation before the storm? Some crises have an origin that we have no control over. Circumstances in businesses and families and personally, they can knock the air out of our lungs. So how are we going to behave? Do we know what we believe? I believe the key in staying strong in a crisis is being sure of what you believe in. When I can't breathe and I'm unsure of my next step, knowing what I believe is going to allow me to stand up in the storm and walk out of it stronger than I walked in. When we get back, we've got Jeff Boss coming here. We're going to talk about that type of chaos. And if you want to read some more about this, you can look at find my book, Becoming a Leader of Character. We're going to have it out at the end of uh, here at the end of the spring and on Amazon in ebook form and in the fall in hard copy. So look for that as well. We'll be right back with Jeff Boss. This is Impact Talk Radio, a dose of reality, a dose of advice. A dose of Impact Solutions. Dave Anderson will be right back. Imagine if you could stop reacting and start leading because you lead a low-maintenance team. A low-maintenance team has initiative, integrity, and enthusiasm. A low-maintenance team is fun to lead because they don't bicker, play politics, or wait for you the leader to tell them what to do. The Overwhelmed Manager's Guide to a Winning Culture is a step-by-step program that will eliminate bad attitudes, politics, and distrust on a team. The Overwhelmed Manager's Guide to a Winning Culture is a video-based course that provides even the busiest leaders with practical, real-life solutions that can be implemented during the whirlwind and busyness of your daily job. Watch the free introductory videos at OverwhelmedManagersGuide.com and learn more about what the Overwhelmed Manager's Guide to a Winning Culture can do for busy leaders who want to lead low-maintenance teams. Get the free PDF Hiring for Character Interview Guide by going to OverwhelmedManagersGuide.com and downloading the OMG Power Pack. Don't wait. Stop reacting and start leading. 
Visit OverwhelmedManagersGuide.com and start building your low-maintenance team today. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson. Look, I'm really excited about today's guest. My guest today is Jeff Boss, who's an executive coach, a writer, an author, speaker, former Navy SEAL, and he's uh, based out of Richmond, Virginia. And his background in special operations and management consulting brings a lot to our conversations about leadership. And as a Navy SEAL, Jeff, he earned four bronze stars with valor, two Purple Hearts, and two presidential unit citations, and six combat action ribbons. He's been a uh, weekly contributor to both Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine online, and you, you can also find him in Inc. Magazine as well. He's a founding team member of uh, SEAL Future Fund, which uh, I'd like to hear a little bit about uh, from uh, Jeff as well. And uh, he's got a BA in Spanish from Ohio State University, a Master of Science in Organizational Leadership from Norwich, a Certificate in Leadership Coaching uh, for Organizational Performance from George Mason University. I'm running out of breath because there's so much this guy has done. He's a speaking engagements. Uh, he, you can book him through speaking engagements through the prestigious Harry Walker Agency Speakers Bureau. But as I mentioned before, his book, Navigating Chaos, How to Find Certainty in Uncertain Situations, is really what we're, we're going to talk about today with Jeff. So Jeff, first of all, as one veteran to another, brother, thank you for your service and what you've done for our country. I appreciate that. And welcome to our show. Thanks, Dave. Likewise. Thank you for your service, and uh, thanks for all your time here. This is fantastic. Well, I'm, I've been looking forward to this conversation here since you and I first talked about it. And let, let me ask you this. Why did you choose the title Navigating Chaos for your book? A couple of reasons. Um, the, t- so both words make sense to me. One, because chaos is something that we all deal with you know, daily, um, even sometimes hourly, even you know, by the minute. Uh, in this day and age, you know, with technology changing as fast as it does, changes change comes with it, obviously. And and so to manage that that chaos, um, you know, that chaos has impacts internally within us and externally within our environment, and the two feed each other. Um, and so that's the sort of, of chaos that, that I was referring to in in the title and within the book. And with chaos, you can't you can't control it. Right, you can't change it. You can't really change change, but you can manage it. You can coordinate it, and you, you can corral it um, to to work 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 for you uh, for your team, etc. So that's where that's where navigating it comes in. Plus, you got the whole water element in the Navy, so it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I was going to say you had have to throw that out. Just don't bring up the Army Navy games or anything <laughs> like that recently. Uh, we'll get them next year. That's been our motto for about twelve years now. Uh, but hey, look, I, we've got people listening to this. Obviously, you don't have a military background, but you know there have been a lot of publicity about the SEALs over the last few years. I know not all SEALs like publicity, but there has been a publicity about the SEALs, and then somebody might be out there thinking, okay, yeah, Navy SEALs chaos though is very different from business chaos. So you know, how how are these things applicable to leaders in business? You know, that's the first thing that people think, and and, and they they say like, well, what can you what can you do for me coming from the the majority of my background is in obviously uh, special operations. Uh, I, I did spend a couple of years as management consultant before I started working for myself as an executive coach. But in, you know, in both throughout both careers, both uh, time spans, 
um, the chaos is the same. You know, the, the end states are, are clearly different. Um, but how but how we get there, you know, one depends on the value that we put on the end state. So, for example, on, on the battlefield, there were times that we'd be in firefights and, and I, we could tell a joke in, in the middle of a firefight. Whereas in the – I've seen executives leave a boardroom red in the face and ready to, to you know, just uh, <laughs> strangle each other. And, and it's because of the value that they place on their end state. And so that, you know, that – the difference is how they manage that, how they see that, and how they manage themselves. Um, so to me, it's the instincts are the same, but the means by which we get there, they're they're exactly they're exactly the same. So, you talk about uh, five C's of chaos in your book. Can you walk us through those? And, and, and we've got time here. So kind of walk us through and help us understand uh, the five C's of chaos as you lay them out and how that applies to pers- the business person listening right now. Sure. So, so chaos, if I were to define chaos right now, it would be unplanned change, right? And that's something that every business leader, every military uh, service member, everybody on earth faces at some point in their lives probably at some point throughout the day, is unplanned change. Meetings change, um, uh, directives change, you know, you name it, there's change. So with that, with that chaos, with that chaos comes, comes the competence to, to deal with that chaos and the confidence to do so. So if you look at the five C's, the five C's consist of uh, competence, confidence, complacency, and chaos. And that's four. But the way out of complacency is through curiosity because curiosity, curiosity is a means to gather information and information quells uncertainty, right? When you have greater information, you feel more secure because you have direction. And so the, th- the same applies within business when you have b- different business units working towards, towards different objectives on their own. But as a, as a whole, as a company, they, they still have to serve the same purpose. And so, what what happens is they they just lack that that information across business units or silos, whatever you want to call them, to build their competence. And so chaos sets in. Complacency sets in. Complacency is is employee dis, uh, disengagement. You know, and chaos yeah. cha- you know chaos reserves the right to inject itself at, at any time because Murphy is the king of chaos. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he wants. So. Yeah, Mur- Murphy should Murphy shows up. He's in every he's in every business, every marketplace, every military unit. He's everywhere, uh, and uh, he he definitely likes to exert his uh, let his presence be known. That's for sure. So, walk us through. So, is how does it how does competence relate to the confidence, and and then the confidence uh, relate to complacency and curiosity? Sure. So, as you let's just say, for example, you. Um, your role is – I'm just going to pick a, a, a business role here aimlessly. Let's say you, you work with an IT, right? And you get – you reach a point in your IT career that, that there's just so much that you can learn and really deliver back to the company before, before you, you just can't, right? Um, uh, you, your company works within certain parameters uh, of IT. Uh, it's got a, a limited fund for IT. Uh, who knows? But – so there's a, there's a ceiling to the competencies that you can, you can build upon yourself uh, for, for, for IT. But with greater competence comes 
greater confidence, right? When you assume right. a new job role, you, you become more confident the more you learn and the more you interact and the more uh, results you get from, from, from delivering. But over time, when you're not challenged, complacency sets in. And it doesn't matter how competent or how confident you are, complacency is just a, 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 it's a nature of the game. If you look at the, uh, say, for example, the 2004 men's Olympic basketball team, you know, they were completely competent, probably overconfident. And, and uh, as a result, they became complacent because they weren't curious enough to learn about their competition and they lost. Yeah. You know, the, the dream team lost because they weren't, they weren't curious enough to really um, challenge themselves, learn about the quote unquote enemy and uh, learn how, learn what they need to do to, uh, to uh, mitigate the potentials for, for chaos to set in. And unfortunately it did. So I hope that answers you. Does that answer your question? Yeah. A, but there's a term that's built into what you said there. And it's a term I know, I, I know you talk about in your book and it's what I, it's something I talk about in my book the term is humility. Mm-hmm. You got to have – there's humility built into into this, isn't it? Absolutely. So I, I like to say – so it's five C's of chaos, but the, but confidence is also slash character. And I know your your upcoming book, which I'm really looking forward to, uh, to reading, um, touches a lot on, on, on character. And uh, yeah, humility is – humility and, and curiosity support each other because you can't really – Become curious about something unless you acknowledge the fact that you don't know. Right. Yeah. And that you're willing willing to explore something, or willing to explore new ground that you previously thought you knew, but but don't. And so that's a that's that's where humility sets uh, presents itself as well. And then again, plays back into your character, your confidence, and whatever you learn that builds up your confidence. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, so. You you sit there and you see the the guys on uh, whether or not it be on in the movies, whether or not it be uh, you can wa- go to National Geographic or History Channel and watch watch Bud's training and everything, and you see these guys and you, you know some of it. You, you look at them, and you just say you don't imagine a Navy SEAL being humble. Uh, but what you're saying is it's it's the key. It was a key to success for Navy SEALs. Uh, how, how is that? You know, I, I would not blanket all Navy SEALs as humble. <laughs> uh, well, I, I wouldn't. Bl- yeah, I, I agree. And I wouldn't blanket every and everybody from my background as humble either. My the school I went to. But uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, you know, myself SEALs. included, by the way, if any of my friends are listening, <laughs> um, I would say I would say just. You know, the, the, when I say the teams, I mean the, the SEAL teams. So, so the teams business, they're 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 humble leaders, and they're not so humble leaders. And I mean, just like uh, just like every system, every system has has its cracks, right? right? So, um, uh, humility humility to me is big, and humility in leadership is big. And I can't think of an effective leader uh, in my mind that has shown anything other than. That, that has not shown humility. Right. Right. Cause you, you just, you just have to have it. Well, yeah, you know, I, I see that the role of humility in a leader, uh, and in any of us, it goes back to that willingness to learn. And because if we don't have the humility to say, and the, as you put it, as you say in your book, the curiosity to, 
try to grow beyond where we currently are, well, then we basically just stagnate and we, and we don't become more than what we already are and everybody else passes right by us. And I, to me, that doesn't make much sense as a Navy SEAL either. I mean, it, it, to me, it seems like a group of people who are always looking to grow and become better, uh, whether or not they pound their chest and talk about it or not. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. If my, my motto is if you're, if you're really that good at something, then you don't need to necessarily tell everybody because they already know because they see it through your actions. Yeah. So those who, those who, who do feel they need to beat their chest and say, this is who I am and this is where I came from, then they're, uh, to, to me, they're, uh, they're, they're filling some other, some other void in their, in their character development. Yeah. There. yeah. Well, I, um, I uh, am a big believer that uh, when we when our character fails us, it usually goes back to one of two things: it either goes back to fear or pride, and uh, that, that's kind of what you spelled out there when you were talking about the humility thing is the pride side of it. But uh, so let me ask you this: what's the most important thing we do as we prepare for uncertainty? Because you know, as I said in my opening, you, you don't know when that storm's coming, but it's going to come. So what do we need to do to prepare? What do you – when you go into your, the companies that you work with and you've worked with different companies, I'm going to ask you to make sure we know how to get in contact with you as well. But when you go in there, how do you help them say – how do you help them and get prepared for the uncertainty that's in front of them so they can uh, – so they aren't surprised by it or if they are surprised by it, they're prepared for it? Yeah, I think there there are a couple of things. I think one of the things is exactly what you touched on at the beginning of the show, which is which is knowing knowing your value system, knowing what you stand for, and knowing what you believe in and what you don't believe in. Because um, if if you don't identify your beliefs, then you essentially you know fall for anything, uh, you know stand stand for something or fall fall for anything, as right. the saying goes. So um, so knowing what those beliefs are the those definitely set the direction for uh, for the uh, the road you want to travel down. Another thing is to is to identify type of identify the types of uncertainty. So there are known unknowns and there are unknown unknowns. Right? Known unknowns are, are when you leave for uh, when you leave to go home at the end of the day. It's five o'clock. You know there's going to be traffic, but you don't exactly know how long you're, you're going to be waiting in it. That's a known unknown. No, uh-huh. Unknown unknowns are when you're waiting in traffic and then all of a sudden the, the vehicle in front of you uh, breaks down, you, right. you just, you, you just can't anticipate it. So uh, identifying and preparing for that uncertainty is, is one identifying the values that you mentioned at the, at the beginning and two pairing what that uncertainty means. Unknown unknown and unknown unknown. You can't do anything about the unknown unknowns. Just deal with it. Fall back on your values. Yeah. Known, known unknowns. Sure, there there are definitely some things to uh, to navigate down that you can, you can uh, um, you know work backwards from uh, based on based on based on your uh, your goals and the business you work in the environment everything. So, well, you know, it's interesting when you talk about the known unknowns. Those are the but people almost tend to treat those things uh, when we talk about accountability and we talk uh, those type of words come out. Uh, people try uh, try to treat those known unknowns like they're unknown unknowns like how could i ever have anticipated it but traffic happens every day right <laughs> but people want to use it as an excuse for not a, not getting where they're supposed to be uh and i know in the military that that's an inter- that's a uh, different yeah. and when people try to shirk their responsibility people teammates 
let alone their bosses don't take that very well in the military. No, no, they don't. <laughs> you are spot on with that. Yeah, they, uh, I think uh, the, the quote-unquote known unknowns can, can be considered a crutch. Oh, yeah. I didn't, again, <laughs> type thing. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. It ties right back into what you were saying about curiosity too because if these known unknowns that you try to blame for not accomplishing what you were – the mission you had or, or getting done the project that you need to, need to get done, it kind of absolves you of any reason – any responsibility from learning from it either because if it's an unknown unknown, oh, I couldn't have anticipated it. But actually you could and that's where a leader steps in and points that out and coaches somebody through and coaches them up, I, I would hope. We got about 30 seconds here uh, before we got to go to our next commercial break. I want to make sure people know how to get in contact with you, uh, Jeff, so they know if they, they want to talk to the adaptability coach is what, is what you call yourself and your company. Uh, how do they get in touch with you? Sure. They can go to my website, which is www.adaptabilitycoach.com or find me on Twitter at JeffBoss9. And uh, I hope to I hope to hear any and all feedback. And uh, thanks for having me here, Dave. Yeah, well, we'll be right back. We got just a few more minutes with Jeff Boss after this after these uh, messages here, and we'll come back. We'll finish up our conversation about uh, navigating chaos. We'll be right back. This is Impact Talk Radio. Learn more on Dave Anderson's blog at AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. Stay with us. Back after these. Passionate, dynamic, funny, straightforward, and down-to-earth are all words used to describe Dave Anderson as a speaker and a trainer. You know, people ask me, Dave, why not sales training? And I always say, you know, I could do sales training, and I do periodically. I did it for 20 years. But if I help somebody become a better salesperson, it's like helping somebody become a better accountant or a better engineer. Those skills, they stay at work when somebody heads home at night. But if I help them become a better leader at work, they go home, they're a better husband, a better father, a better mother, a better wife, better in their community, better in their ministries. I truly believe that leadership is what this world needs, whether it's at work or in our families. And if I can impact that during my lifetime, I know that I will have fulfilled my purpose before I meet my maker. If you want to book Impact Talk Radio host Dave Anderson as a speaker at your next meeting or convention, or you would like to discuss leadership development training opportunities with Dave, email him directly at dave at alslead.com. That's Dave at ALSLead.com. You can also follow Dave on Twitter at DaveAnderson88 and also on LinkedIn. Watch a video of Dave speaking at AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. Leaders, if you want an engaged audience that walks away inspired and ready to become the leaders they were meant to be, contact Dave Anderson via email at Dave at ALSLead.com. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. No fluff, just straight talk with impact solutions for high-impact leaders. Here's Dave Anderson. 
Hey, welcome back. And I want to let everybody know that we're going to have Jeff Boss come back for another show here. And uh, so you can listen to him again. And we're going to be talking about building leaders throughout your organization and why that's important. Uh, and we'll be able to talk about our military experiences there and how we see that as important across the board. So Jeff will be back in a, for a future show. Uh, Jeff, let me ask you this. We kind of finished up the last segment talking about accountability and, and people making excuses, and in, especially in the midst of chaos chaos and uncertainty. Um, what do you, can you expand on that a little bit? Talk about what you talk to your uh, business, the businesses you work with when you see something like that. When I see a lack of accountability, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it goes back almost to what you mentioned before about, about the presence of fear or pride. You know, mm-hmm. when somebody is, is is unwilling to be accountable for a decision, uh, an action, a, a follow up. You know, the question becomes what what are they what are they fearful of? You know, it's it's really why. Yeah. What, you know, why what is what is compelling you to avoid this uh, sense of accountability? And what would compel you to follow through? You know, is it, the flip side of that. So, um, I haven't. I I, I can't say that I, that I've seen. I mean, it, it's it's certainly out there. I can't say that I see it all the time because I'm lucky enough to work with some some pretty motivated uh, individuals, and the way that they do um, manage accountability within themselves and their teams is to set the environment for accountability to prosper. Yeah. So having the right you know levers, so to speak, to pull, and um, um, you know what that what that looks like are, are just consistent habits of follow up, uh, having a clear say meeting agenda. Uh, clear, clear uh, decision-making criteria, and having everybody on board to know what what uh, success looks like. Yeah, and you you said that word follow up, and I know uh, always an important part. I know uh, what seals teams seal teams do, and also what I believe is a huge part that's missing in the business world is are those after action reviews. What happened? Where people stop and say, okay, what just happened? What can we learn from it? And so we have some institutional knowledge that starts to be built, and it goes back to that curiosity thing that you talk about. Oh, my goodness. AARs, Dave, after action reviews, those things, it's amazing that businesses haven't done so. Uh, it's amazing they haven't ingrained those into the into the, the, uh, the uh, learning culture yet. Yeah, you, you know what? I think let's, – let's make sure we talk about that on our next show, okay, and, and talk about that when we talk about uh, building leaders because I think that's a huge part. But I want to ask you one question. I always ask uh, – I, I want to start asking people that have come out of the military. You know, there's so many businesses out there and there's so many uh, men and women coming out of the military and businesses should be hiring these people. Businesses should see these veterans as – an unbelievable resource. Why should, how would you describe a veteran to a, a reason why a, a business should hire a veteran and what makes them unique? Yeah. Good question. I think everybody's, everybody brings a different, uh, you know, different uh, skill to the table, but I think overall veterans bring diversity of experience and, and knowledge uh, to the business world. And it, 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 if you look at it, I mean, if you, if you don't, if you don't cross pollinate, if you don't share ideas, and if you don't communicate and, and stay curious with, with each other about about uh, what works and why, you know what works great for me, what what works good for you, um, and, and explore the differences in between, then, then that's that's where complacency and, and uh, ultimate chaos set in. So so bringing in a completely different perspective, um, um, 
is, is, is exactly what, what will uh, mitigate that. And, and, and honestly, it's really not even, not even different. It's, it's a different context. But the, as I mentioned before, the criteria for success of, of focus, teamwork, you know, collaboration, um, uh, staying accountable, those are the same no matter whether it's business, military, athletics. It's all the same, you know, right? Different end state, but the means by which we get there, all the same, all the same criteria. And I think that uh, what I what I see too is what what you you know so much of interviewing and finding the right people for your team is is, is you know is being able to dig into who they are and what their experience has built into them. And when you have somebody who's been a veteran who's been you know even if they've never been under fire, but what they've dealt dealt with in the military and the selflessness that's involved just in being part of the military, teamwork that's involved in just being part of the military, the, the accountability that's involved of being in, in, in the idea of duty that is involved. That is a unique, those are a set of unique traits that military veterans bring to the workplace. And if you want that in your workplace, Start looking for vets to come work for you. My name's Dave Anderson, and this is Impact Talk Radio. And we've had Jeff Boss, the author of Navigating Chaos, How to Find Certainty in Uncertain Situations. He's going to be back for another show. And I just want to remind you again, we have our book. My father and I, General James L. Anderson and I, have our book coming out, Becoming a Leader at Character, later this year, Six Habits That Make or Break a Leader at Work or at Home. And until we talk again next time, stop reacting and start leading. Have a great day.